welcome back to Bitch Breathe. I am your host, Ricardia Bremley. So the other day, I was planning to get a new haircut. Yay, very exciting. First time in two years, actually, that I made it to a hair salon because I hate going to hair salons. I'm always afraid they're going to get all scissor happy on me and cut off way too much hair. So it took me a while, plus pandemic, and you get the idea. So I'm going through my old pictures on my iPhone to try and find my old haircut. And I was actually wanting to go back to a haircut I had had before the two years ago that I last had gone. So I started looking at pictures that were from like seven years ago, six years ago. And I thought that maybe through all this sort of traveling down memory lane, I would maybe open the occasional picture of an ex or something or get lost in some other picture of a situation where, hey, exotic, I'm at a restaurant with friends. And none of that really happened, though. But what, of course, I was looking at a lot were all these pictures of me, mm, younger me. And after a while, I started lingering, not because I was looking at the hairstyles anymore, but because I was looking at my face and, of course, associating that picture with that time in my life. I thought a few things when that came up. First, I thought, gosh, I was young or wow, I can't remember I had that shooting or that job or whatever it was. And then I started to look really closely at my face and I thought to myself, wow, okay, when was I this young? I don't remember my skin looking this way or I look really happy in this picture. I think I really was. And it it kept going on and on until very, very quickly the line of thinking flipped And I started to think, I cannot believe I was this young. I can't believe I gave, and here comes a really funny line, my best years to this shitty ex-husband of mine or ex-boyfriend of mine. I am so unhappy with where I am right now and the way I look. I mean, after all, there's no comparison. Is this just how it's going to go? Am I just going to wait for more of this comparison between me and younger me and Very, very quickly, I had landed in this downward spiral of regret. I think we can all immediately, when we think of regrets, think of what that means for us. Maybe we even conjure up images and memories from a time where we regret something. We regret that we said something to a person whom we really hurt by doing so. We regret spending time with this other person. I know for me personally, I could really have shortened my time with certain um, people and they might think the same way about me. Very, very possible. But in any case, there's this whole negative loop of shoulda, woulda, coulda. And I was talking to my mom actually last night about my plans for recording an episode on this very topic, regrets. And she says, oh, I've got a story for you there. And so I just get comfortable because I know this is going to be interesting. And she says to me, so do you remember how I was working in this old people's home for a while? And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, I spoke to this one very old lady. And you know what she said to me? I'm thinking inside, do I want to know what she said to you? And she says, you know what purgatory is? And now I know (laughs) I'm in the middle of an interesting story. It's getting old and having a lot of time to think about all the things that you regret. All the things that you think you did wrong in your life that didn't serve you and that you really, really wish you had handled better. 
I was laughing inside, but also a little bit outside because I thought, oh, dear God, that really is horrible. I mean, we don't want to come to an end of a life, however young or old we are, it really doesn't matter. But we don't want to come to the end feeling that there is more to be regretted than there is to be appreciated. And though I don't have that scale, luckily, yet, where I feel like what I appreciate is so much less than what I feel I I should have done better, but the whole episode, and listening to my mom, who by now is like in her 70s, I thought to myself, this is an important topic, because a lot of dead energy, I want to say, can be spent on feeling regretful about something. The next morning, I woke up, and luckily, I, I wasn't feeling any of the negativity that, had, that I had felt the previous night. I had gone back to my usual thinking, which is, okay, what can I do today? What is new about this day? Where do I want to put my energy? But the thought about it kept lingering. So here's a few things that I came up with that I think might be helpful in terms of not just pushing regrets away, not just pretending all this stuff, these people didn't happen, but to acknowledge what it means that we think about them in a certain way. And the first thing I thought about was, if you're regretting something, and there's many ways to do that, I think we all realize by now, maybe it's time to acknowledge that there's something you wanted that you didn't get, could be a person too, God knows we've got a few stories about that one maybe, And that there is maybe stuff you still do want and could actually get. So yes, access is always a a matter of timing, financials, you know, resources, situations that are in place that lend themselves to getting access to something or somebody, right? So not everything that we didn't get or didn't pursue in the past are going to be retrievable at this time. But going to a deeper level of this, What is it about that that you wanted? Let's say it's a person. Let's say there was this one woman, this one man that you really, really had your heart set on having. I know I had this and there was no way I was going to be able to be in a relationship with this guy. But boy, that did not stop me from wanting and wanting him really, really badly. And let's just say that (laughs) I tried every trick in the book. (laughs) to manipulate him into wanting the same and, you know, moving shit around to be with me. So I thought, what about him or about that life phase is it that I wanted so badly? And just sort of go into this from a more energetic level as opposed to, "Mm, give me, give me this guy. And the energy behind it was, at the time, I wanted something familiar. I wanted to be with someone whom I knew even though he wasn't a good person for me, but I needed safety at that time. That's what I really wanted and needed. And that's what I didn't get ultimately. I I didn't get the guy in the long run either, but that was the energy. Now, energy does not have to die. I might not ever, I won't ever get this guy. And in fact, quite frankly, I don't want this guy. (laughs) I don't wish him on my worst enemy, but... Um, sorry, if you're listening, dude, I've really forgiven you. But um, no, the, the energy is that there was a safety I wanted. So maybe thinking about what is the energy behind what we wanted back then? And isn't there a way to retrieve that longing, that need, that energy today? 
So in this particular case for me, safety, right? I have since been able to provide that all by myself. I have created a sense of security in my aloneness, in my singledom that I then have had now for many years, not anymore right now, but I did spend a good time by myself to create the energy that I had wanted so badly from this person. So that's sort of the first thought, acknowledging what it is we really wanted, what was behind the longing back then, and see if maybe there isn't a way to create it by yourself, with another person, in another job, in this life today. The second thing I thought about, and I think with social media, this has become even more poignant, is the idea of comparing. Now, when we talk about social media, we're often talking about comparing ourselves to other people, comparing our jobs, our success, our failures to those of the people whose feeds we see online, whose curated lives we get to be voyeurs of. But what about if the comparison is the comparison to your younger self or the self that didn't do what it should have, could have, would have. We all know this is an exercise in futility, but the comparison to ourselves, I feel like, is the most merciless one. Because comparing myself to others at some point, you realize that doesn't make sense. And I don't know about you, I don't get caught up in it as much as I used to. It's very rare now that I look at an Instagram feed or Facebook, even long enough look at it to feel, oh, my life sucks compared to somebody else's. But the comparison with myself, this one I still find challenging. Because again, the idea of regret, I had an opportunity, I thought I knew better, but apparently I didn't seize it at that moment, right? So what do I do when I'm comparing the opportunities, the chances I had to the actions that I actually took? Ooh, that can really, really hurt. And it can be so merciless again and futile to do so. And maybe again, we come at this from an energetic level. If we compare our lives now to the lives we had then, the energy, the consciousness we bring to our lives now, to the one that we brought to our lives then, then hopefully one of two things happens. Either we realize we're exactly here and there's a lot to be grateful to be here because of chances that maybe we didn't take, of which we think, oh, that would have been a great chance. But do we really know? Do we really know that that path, that road not taken, because we took another, we didn't stand still, right? We took another. Do we really know it would have been more promising, more successful, filled with more love and abundance and teachings? It's possible, sure. But if that's possible, as we know, the opposite also is. And here we are today. And I know from many countless conversations with elders, with friends, with people in my life, past and present, that many of us, even reluctantly, have to admit that things didn't actually go as bad as we, as we thought, and that we landed in this life in a way that is actually full of appreciation for the wrong, in quote, wrong steps that we took. So just sort of realizing that the comparison, yes, it's a futile exercise, but also realizing, again, where have we landed? And is the comparison really one where things would have been better if X, Y, or Z had occurred? Another thing I noticed in all this evaluating and looking at things in a <laughs> somewhat regretful manner is it made me very quickly 
ask the question, am I enough? Have I done enough here? And this one is actually quite positive if you think about it. So the am I enough, of course, you want to eventually arrive at that answer that yes, you are. And I did. Um, but it took me a moment. First, I was like, oh, no, I'm older now. And, da, da, da. and, you know, if you want to talk more about aging or listen to my double episode that I actually did on aging, go ahead. It's one of the first ones here. So I'm not going to get into that too much about the whole am I enough. But the have I done enough? Mm, there's something that can still be fixed here. So if there is some adventure, some journey, I know traveling is so difficult right now, but it could also be inner journeys, right? Like if there is anything that you would like to do, go back to that list, go back to that bucket list that we're always talking about and check, have you done enough? Have we helped enough? For example, like does it always have to be travel, journey, something that I need to do? What about the world? What about those around us? Have we done enough? And if you are one of these women, I am going to send this disclaimer ahead, that does way too much for other people and that is overwhelmed with work and life balance and all these things, then please pour yourself a nice drink or a good coffee, sit back and be like, yep, I did enough and I am enough. But if there is any gap for doubt here that maybe there is something still to do, I know for me there is a lot then this could be a good opportunity to turn regret into action and to actually do stuff, whatever that means to you. It's so individual. And speaking of taking actions, mm, there's this whole idea that we have around New Year, you know, doing things differently, deciding things differently. And when I started looking into other spiritual traditions, I noticed that in the Jewish one, especially the Kabbalah part of it, they talk about parallel universes, and that depending on what the decision is you make, you will now have opened up a new universe. And a lot of traditional um, spiritual uh, beliefs talk about this. And what I loved about this was that you can use this to stand still, this regret you're feeling, this terrible sort of resentment towards the things you've done, the decisions you've made as your younger person or even the person you were yesterday, right? You can stand still and decide anew, what do I want to do? Like literally visualizing the paths that could open up in front of you if you take decision A, B, or C. And really visualizing that path, that universe that will then open up because there's always several universes, meaning there's always countless, bountiful number of realities that you can create just by deciding to not do this, but to go for that. And this abundance of realities, that's still here. Yes, there's a pandemic. Maybe you're not the youngest chick in the round anymore, whatever it is, but there are still a lot of parallel universes. And if you're even deeper into spiritual traditions, if you're into the whole plant medicine and that whole route of things, I'm sure I have no experience with it, but I'm sure there's even more to be looked at that we just don't know, that we don't always see, and that the people around us don't always see because everybody's working according to norm, according to what they think they can do. But what about if we think about what we apparently can't? and then try to do what apparently we can't, what we've never done before. And I find this probably one of the most valuable things about not being in my 20s anymore, not even being in my 30s anymore, 
is that I have no time to lose. If there is something I'm sniffing out a situation and it's making me curious, I do not drop the ball on that. I will pursue it. I will go down that route. I've developed a kind of what I want to call not courage, but desperate courage. I don't know how long I'm going to be around anymore. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm pursuing this path. And I haven't fully done it in all areas of my life, but I'm noticing the urgency And that urgency can put you into parallel universes. Just stand still, and I think you'll come up with some stuff that you didn't see before. And if you didn't, try to seek out the people who are really, really good at that. So since I already touched upon the subject, here comes my last point. Regrets during a pandemic. I don't know about you, but the pandemic hasn't given me a whole lot of time to think about things, but at the the very beginning it did. That's about over a year ago. And I started to think about all the trips I hadn't taken, all the people that I hadn't met, and all these things that I hadn't done that were now not possible during the pandemic. And I thought that was a very painful insight. I've done a lot. I've traveled a lot, especially now with climate change. The traveling might not be, no, is not as available as it was in the past, because we're starting to make decisions of, well, I guess I won't be taking that trip to Bali three times a year or whatever it is, right? So already it's begun this idea of limitation and things that we haven't done and that we can't do. But instead, maybe focusing on what are these regrets I'm having during the pandemic? And is there a way to make plans going forward to fix some of that? so that I don't have to get caught up in all the lost opportunities and all the resentfulness towards having sat still or having not taken a chance when it was given to us. And lastly, not a full point to forgive ourselves if that happened, to really look at why we didn't do what we wanted to do. Again, I touch upon this in the age issue episodes where if we had known better, we could have done better. And the good thing about regret is the hindsight of knowing better. We know better what we can do now and can change a little bit more what we want to do going forward and to make plans accordingly. And of course, I have to quote him because he always comes up when the word regrets comes up in my mind. Maybe there's a way to think of it as Frankie did. Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. Wishing us all fewer regrets and a little more opportunities and freedom when it comes in a full-fledged way or in a different way, maybe, as time goes forward. Hoping you're well and sending lots of love. <laughs>